0: This is Dak Prescott, and you're listening to Faith on the Field Show.
1: Welcome to Faith on the Field Show, presented by International Justice Mission. I'm Rob Mati with my beautiful wife, Remy. Hope everyone's having a wonderful, awesome summer wherever you are. If you're listening to us on one of our many radio affiliates, thank you. If you're listening to us on the podcast, thank you as well. Our guest this week is Buffalo Bills defensive coordinator, Leslie Fraser. He was a head coach at one point. So Leslie won a Super Bowl as a player with the Chicago Bears back in the 1985 season. He's won a Super Bowl as an assistant coach on Tony Dungy's staff. Then he got an opportunity to be a head coach in Minnesota, first as an interim, then as a head coach over a decade ago and he hasn't gotten another chance and i sat down with him recently and talked about that because he was at the nfl's quarterback coaching summit and what i thought was really cool is here's a man who is he's now 63 years old he's been he had three interviews this year for a head coaching job and he got passed over each time and he goes to what the nfl does is they have this nfl coaching summit where they bring in young coaches who are aspiring to get better and get advancements in their job, whether they want to become i think ultimately most guys do want to become a head coach, but maybe they want to be a coordinator or a quarterback coach, and there's something else or whatever it may be and and he went to that and attended as uh, a speaker as someone who was really just talking to encouraging these young guys, so even though he 's aspiring to be he, it doesn 't uh, to be a head coach it doesn't he still wants to help as many people as he possibly can and leslie 's a, a a man of faith for sure and he talks a little bit about you'll hear it coming up later he talks a little bit about his the bible studies when he was a an assistant coach in Philadelphia with the Eagles with other guys daily bible studies at training camp not once a week but daily bible studies some players some coaches participated in how his faith really helps him through the ups and downs of the NFL because it's a tough season there's a lot of ups and downs when when you're climbing the ladder and wanting to get somewhere in your position or, or gets a little bit further along. And, and there's disappointments. There's a lot of discouraging moments and everything else. But he says he re- he's always relied on his faith and that God is in control. And he views it as he's in Buffalo now. He has been for a few years, and maybe that's where God wants him. And I know you and I talk a lot about where God has us at what point in our life and how to do the best we can in that season of life where you are, and we're now coming up on our one year anniversary of buying a home in Florida, moving right. to Florida, and it's a new season of our life here, but we were in we were in I was in Philly and Jersey my entire life and, and you were for a significant part of obviously our entire first nine years of marriage. But wherever God puts you, one he is in control. And two, there's a reason for it. There's a purpose for it. And sometimes we just have to ask. We have to pray. We have to seek deeper. Hey, why do you have me here? Why am I in this position? What can I best do here to glorify your name? And what can I do to really advance the kingdom where I am right in that moment?
2: Right. And I think the difficult part is that we always think it's about us and it's really not about us. And if we always just, take ourselves out of the equation and figure that he got us here for a reason he's doing something with our lives because you surrender your life to Christ and when you do that you're saying it's not about me anymore it's about you Lord it's about what you want to do with my life and when you do that you actually take a lot of pressure off yourself you're not you're not sitting there going what else can I do why is this not working? What's happening? When you do that, when I at least I do that, and I just say to myself, "What isn't about me? Whatever I'm doing is not. This is not about me. So yes, this is the vehicle God got me to be riding in and go somewhere, but this is not about me. He's driving the car, so let him drive. Let him drive. <laughs> let him do the driving. You just do what you do. I mean, I'm a passenger. I do great as a passenger. Let me tell you. No, you don't. I no, do. No, 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 I no. Okay, know, now, I now we're going
1: to derail. Now we're going to go off. No, we're not. We're having we're not. this this beautiful I'm conversation a good, I'm a good on, on faith on the field, I'm a good and passenger. now you want to tell me that you're a great passenger. A great. You may be a great passenger <laughs> in the metaphor or what passenger. you're talking about here, yeah, but yeah. literally, when you are in the car yeah. and we're driving somewhere, yeah. let me tell everybody. Let me take just a, a little bit because sometimes on the road you, you got to take make a detour, it sound right? So good, but it's not. No, I'm just I'm just going to explain to everyone for a long. Period of time we used to drive to Florida. Yeah, we would take that two day journey with the kids and and oh even whenever we take any other rides. Let me tell you a little bit about Remy as a passenger. I have never asked you to find anything on GPS. And you're able to find it. For some I, reason It just, just doesn't work well with you. For some
2: reason the phone does not work well mm-hmm. when you ask me for directions on the road. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. Yeah. It works any other time except when I'm a passenger. I, that that's just I don't know. So, I don't what to tell you.
1: So if so I, I if I'm you. relying on you, hey, can you find this? Uh where's the nearest gas station? It's eleven thousand <laughs> miles behind us.
2: Does anybody yeah. else GPS do that? It tells you <laughs> stuff behind you, not in front of you. I'm like it's we're, so frustrating.
1: We're it really we're, is. we're going we're going south ninety five, I, I don't feel like getting off and driving, like, 74 minutes behind to go to a gas station. Can you find us the nearest coffee shop or the restaurant or whatever it may Listen, be? No, has, no. Have uh-uh, you ever uh-uh. been
2: lost, though? Have you ever been lost? No, because I
1: got my own GPS.
2: That's fantastic. See, I rely on Jesus. I'll be like, yeah. Jesus, take the wheel, because... <laughs> I don't know where I'm at. I don't okay. know what's going on. It's bad. You okay? may be a
1: better passenger in the comparison that you're talking about.
2: No, but honestly, mm-hmm. I'm a good passenger, y'all. I really am. I let him drive because he loves to drive. He would not let me drive.
1: I'm, I am not. A, I'm not so a good Therefore, passenger. I, I have never, to be a
2: passenger. Apparently,
1: I can't. I can't sit there. <laughs> oh, okay, because you're a bad
2: passenger. See, yes. you're a yes. control freak. Um. So. Yeah. <laughs> See, I let him drive, and then he tells me I'm a bad passenger. Interesting. But anyways, so what I'm saying is, you guys, <laughs> what I'm saying, is, you have to be not a control freak like my husband and actually let Jesus drive the wheel there you and go. let him put take control, control. And you get yourself out of the out of the situation. Just get yourself out, put him in, and just say, Lord, this is, about, this is about you. The destination where I'm going is about you, not about me. I'm just along for the ride. And when you do that... Things just work out, and you actually you're gonna be less stressed. I know it's hard. It's easier said than done because I'm a control freak to an extent too. And I want to say like, no, Lord, I just want to be I want to be active in my walk. Like I mm-hmm. want to do something. and and you should be active in your walk. And you sh- obviously, I'm not saying like sit on your couch do nothing. I'm saying be active, but don't be a control freak. Just let him take the wheel. Let him help you get there. Let him just. See things from a different perspective. I think happiness is all about perspective, it's all about where we're going, where we're at. But then keep in mind that whatever's in your head is really your experience. Mm-hmm. So, what's in your head, as in, like, if I'm going to keep telling myself, I'm miserable, I'm this, I want to get there already, I'm whatever, I'm this, you're going to be miserable, and that's going to be your experience that you're going to experience every day. But if you're going to tell yourself, I'm happy regardless, guess what, your experience are going to be um, happy regardless. And that's what we have to focus on every day.
1: I, I love how he's comfortable, satisfied, and confident in the position he's in as a defensive coordinator for a football team that's had excellent success the past couple of years. And while he's still striving, he the fire's still burning inside for him to get another opportunity as a head coach, he's not letting that deter him from where he is right now and doing the best possible job that he can do in the position that he's in while also simultaneously helping other young guys around him however he can giving them advice giving them sharing his the wisdom the knowledge what he's gained over the years and i, I think that's important it's a, it's a great lesson for all of us in whatever walk of life we're in that There's nothing wrong with striving to reach the top of the mountain in whatever profession you're in. We should always have big goals, dream uh, high, have all kinds of high expectations and seek whatever makes us happy. But at the same time, understand that God is in control of where we're headed God is in control if we trust in him, we put our faith in him, and he has us where we are at that moment for a reason. And and I think sometimes we can get so caught up in the pursuit of something better that we forget about being active in the presence and doing what we can to share God, glorify his name, tell people Exactly where we are in our sphere of influence, what the Lord has done in our lives to get us there and how we can seriously improve everything, every area of our lives. It's about letting him be in control, like you said, allow him to take control, trust in him that he is in control and we can continue to seek more but at the same time be confident and satisfied in where we are and do our best to help others around us and also glorify his name at the same time. Up next, you're going to hear from Leslie Fraser. You're listening to Faith on a Field Show presented by International Justice Mission.
0: Today, over 40 million people are being forced into trafficking and slavery. One in four are children. We cannot allow them to suffer in silence. We need you. We need everybody. Go to IJM.org backslash take action, get information, understand how you can be involved. Because of the work that you are committing to do, they will be free.
2: Hi, this is Remy Mahdi, co-host of Faith on a Field show. I am so excited to be a part of an amazing team at Weikert Realtors Exclusive Properties in Tampa and the surrounding areas. Real estate has been a passion of mine for several years. I love beautiful homes, I love beach homes, I love new homes, I just love helping you buy your dream home or sell the one you're in. So if you are already in this beautiful sunshine state, or if you want to move to fabulous Florida, I'm your girl. Call me at 717-503-4924 or email me at remymadi at gmail.com. That's R-E-M-Y-M-A-A-D-D-I at gmail.com.
0: This is Derek Henry, and you listen to Faith on the Field Show.
1: Welcome back to Faith on the Field Show, presented by International Justice Mission. I'm Rob Motti with Remy. If you're listening to us for the first time, you can go to faithonthefieldshow.com. Find every episode since we launched in 2017. We've had an incredible lineup of guests, and you can listen anytime at your convenience on any of the podcast platforms. You'll hear the full interviews on there. Be sure also to follow us on Twitter. Instagram, Facebook, at Faith on the Field, and please tell a friend or as many as you'd like about the show. I do want to take a second to thank our wonderful sponsors. Please check them out on our website, International Justice Mission, IJM.org, and Heritage's Dairy Stores. If you would like to be a sponsor for our show and help our ministry grow, please reach out to us at team at Faith on the Field We have various packages that we can cater specifically to fit your needs. Our goal is to be on a sports radio station in every state. And if you don't have a business to advertise on, but you just want to help the ministry grow, we do have a donate button on our page on faithonafieldshow.com. Our guest this week, Leslie Fraser, is the defensive coordinator for the Buffalo Bills. Fraser won a Super Bowl as a defensive back with the 1985 Chicago Bears. He was a head coach for the Vikings about a decade ago. Here's my conversation with Leslie Fraser. Leslie, you had a chance to participate in the NFL Coaching Summit how important do you think that experience was for the guys who were able to attend?
3: You know, Rob, I thought it was uh, very important for the guys that were able to attend uh, for a number of reasons. One being uh, a chance just to uh, meet some of their peers that are in a similar situation as theirs. And, and also to come and learn uh, some different uh, ways to win in our league, but as much as anything, just to, Uh, be introduced to some colleagues that are in a similar situation who aspire one day to coach or coordinator or head coach and be able to exchange ideas in that setting. Uh, So I think it can be very beneficial to all the guys that were able to attend.
1: Now, you led a a discussion on how to interview for a a quarterback coach position. What was that like for you to be able, as as a guy who's, been a defensive player in the league, defensive coordinator. I know you were head coach for a few years, but to just talk a little bit about the quarterback, what was that like for you?
3: Well, it was really interesting, Rob, uh, for, for a couple of reasons. Uh, one, uh, I don't know if you had a chance to listen in on our session at all, but one of the questions that came up, and we had two excellent candidates that I was interviewing, by the way, uh, Henry Burst, uh down in Jacksonville, who Hall of Fame CFL quarterback had a tremendous, Career. And then Gerard Johnson, who's currently the uh, assistant quarterback coach uh, with the Minnesota Vikings. And both of those guys, I think will they'll, they'll eventually become quarterback coaches. But one of the questions that came up was from a, a, a wide receiver coach in our league who aspires to be an offensive coordinator. And he was asking me, he said, um, how can a guy from my position become a quarterback's coach or get in position to be a coordinator because it just seems like the avenue uh seems to be from quarterback coach to coordinator to eventually head coach. And uh he, along with uh, running back coach, asked me the same question. And, and I just tried to stress to uh, the both of them that, you know, you work as hard as you can to be the very best that you can at your position mm-hmm. and to keep the offense uh, and not just get pigeonholed uh, to just being a wide receivers coach. And that means you have to listen in on what the offensive line coach is teaching, uh, what the current quarterback's coach is teaching. So I found it interesting that guys are really becoming concerned about being pigeonholed when they have greater aspirations. And so that's something that I definitely want to talk with Jim Carwell and some other people that put the the event on that uh, we need to let coaches know that there are opportunities for them no matter what position they, they're at to ascend to those coordinator head coaches role and not to feel like, you know, I'm really hold in this role and I'll never be able to grow beyond that. So that was one of the things that came out of it in my mind that mm. I could see where guys would feel that way. And that's not a good feeling to, to think that my lifetime career is only going to be this position when I know I could do more.
1: Leslie, that's something that you probably have also gone through as a defensive minded coach, defensive coordinator, because sometimes you see right how the league can be trending towards the offensive minded head coach, or it, it, it seems like it just goes in cycles at times. So that's kind of something that you, you're you're able to talk about from experience, isn't it?
3: Oh, absolutely, Rob. I went through it just this past offseason. Uh, yeah. And- Two out of the three situations I was in, two of those cases, they said we would prefer to go with an offensive coach. And they pointed to their young quarterback as the reason. And, you know, I was in my mind and I said this to both teams, both clubs. You know, I think I would do a good job of hiring a strong offensive coordinator, even though my background is defense. And there have been a lot of defensive head coaches that have won Super Bowls in our league uh, because at the end of the day, you need the right leadership. Uh, but yes so to answer your your question I I have faced that and it's unfortunate I think it's very narrow-minded to only see uh, the head coach as an offensive guy because you have a young quarterback I just yeah you you need the right leader in that role because you've got to be able to handle multiple responsibilities not just calling offensive plays I just I think that's a misguided approach but I'm not the guy doing the hiring.
1: <laughs> sure, you can even point to the your example on your team with Sean as a defensive-minded head coach, yeah. a young quarterback who developed under a defensive-minded head coach. But like you said, you're not the one doing the hiring, Leslie. It seems like the NFL is doing its part or doing the best it can. It's giving To give the minority coaches more opportunities, right? They've, there's been advancements to the Rooney Rule. There's this QB coaching summit. But what more can be done? Because ultimately, whatever the league does, the owners are the ones who are in those hiring positions.
3: No, you're exactly right. The league, I think with uh, Commissioner Goodell, what what Troy Vincent is doing, uh, what his staff is putting together, I I think uh, there there are people that are trying to uh, advance uh, the, the situation. But at the end of the day, it still comes back to ownership saying uh, we're going to get past just an offensive-minded or an offensive coordinator. Not that he's not capable, but let's hire the best candidate and not just narrow it down to a Caucasian uh, uh, white uh, coordinator. Let's let's not narrow the pool down to to that. Let's hire the best candidate. Uh, But I don't know if the league can do a whole lot more than just continue to uh, do programs like quarterback summit to prepare guys and have them in position and hopefully someone will give them the opportunity there At that summit I was so impressed uh with the number of young candidates that are out there that are more than capable one day becoming coordinators in our league becoming quarterback coaches in our league becoming head coaches in our league
1: I came away and I was able to sit in on, on many of the sessions and like you said I heard Brian Johnson the QB coach for the Eagles last year present, and this year, and I came away going, this guy's a – he could be a coordinator in easily in the next year and then ascend to a head coaching position. In your conversations, Leslie, with those guys and, and away from the, the setting of being in front, did you get that sense of encouragement? Guys, guys feel better maybe about their chances now than perhaps a decade ago?
3: You're right. I think uh, something like the quarterback summit kind of boosts the guy's confidence. When they're able to stand in front of their peers and share their thoughts and then get feedback, I think that really just hearing some of the, the, the conversations, whether it was with Brian or uh, uh, talking with uh, some of the other guys from other teams uh, and just hearing some of their comments, uh, that really in, in, increased their confidence that they could do this. Uh, you know, they had it coming in thinking that uh, I could probably uh, really hold my own uh, in front of an audience. I've done it with my respective teams, but now here I am with my. And then once they got some of the feedback that was so positive and so strong, uh, yeah, I think I think guys like Brian and others left there believing that, you know, I'm ready when the opportunity comes I'll You know, I could I could do this.
1: When you left Minnesota, Leslie, you had your opportunity and, and you left there. Did, did you think at that time that getting back to that spot? I mean, there's only 32 of these jobs right in the NFL high coaching positions it, that it would be so difficult or, or did you expect to get that opportunity already
3: yeah i'd be lying, right if i told you i i, I felt like it would take this long uh, for to have that opportunity come along especially after the some of the success and in particular the most recent success we've had in buffalo um so it's discouraging in some ways but you know you just got to be able to control what you can control and i'm going to do the very best i can to help us to have a, another good defense in 2022 and help the Buffalo Bills win as many games as we can and put us in a position to, uh, you know, compete for the world championship. And that's something that's in my control. Uh, someone invite me in for an interview or, or offer me a head coaching job, I can't control that. So, um, you know, I've learned that part of it. I just have to stay locked in on what I can control. And uh, otherwise you can really get depressed and get down. And that's not a good place to be.
1: Leslie, that's a, a, a perfect segue into to my final question, is how do you, as a man of faith, how, do you, how does that help you get through the many challenges that you face
3: in football? Well, that, that's the key for me. It's, it's my faith. When you mentioned Brian Dawkins uh, earlier, one of the things I thought about was how, when we were there in Philadelphia together, uh, myself, Troy, Sean, all the, uh, Steve Spagnuolo, Robert, every morning in training camp. Now imagine that every morning, not like once a week, we'd get together every morning for, uh, for Bible study before we would practice and pray together and, and and talk about God's word. And that period of time really helped me to grow my faith. And it helps me to this day. Uh, so when I'm in those moments where you know, things that happen and I really don't understand. You know, I, I turn to my faith in those moments and I pray and I trust that, that God is in control and that things are going to work out. Uh, maybe not exactly how I thought they should, but I just know that, you know, whatever is going on, you know, God is protecting me and he's going to put me in the right situation, the best situation for me. And, and I have to always remember uh, what my purpose is. And my purpose is to bring glory to the name of Jesus Christ. And so maybe he wants me in Buffalo uh, for this period of time to uh, be an example of, of, of who Christ is. And, you know, if it's not in the plans for me to be a head coach again, that's okay. As long as I'm fulfilling what my purpose is. And, and if I'm doing that, you know, what God has called me to do, I'll be fine. You know, just to be able to hear the Lord say, well done, my good and faithful servant. I will be very, very pleased. So uh, my faith is what gets me through some of those challenging times that we face in our league, some of the ups and downs you face during the season. Uh, It's my faith that gets me through those times.
1: That's beautifully said. I have no doubt, Leslie, that you are in that position that he wants you to be in right now to influence those men in that powerful way. And, uh, man, thank you for sitting down and and just talking to me about the summit and and sharing. And I just appreciate it and and look forward to seeing – Uh, Everything that you do in your career.
3: Thank you. Thank you, Rob. Thank you. Appreciate it.
1: That's it for this week. Thank you to Leslie Fraser. Thank you to Doug, Pastor Scott, and everyone on our team. And thank you for listening to Faith on a Field show presented by International Justice Mission. For Remy, I'm Rob Motte, reminding you, make a difference.
0: Be a blessing. Today, over 40 million people are being forced into trafficking and slavery. One in four are children. We cannot allow them to suffer in silence. We need you. We need everybody. Go to IJM.org backslash take action, get information, understand how you can be involved. Because of the work that you are committing to do, they will be free.
2: Hi, this is Remy Mahdi, co-host of Faith on a Field show. I am so excited to be a part of an amazing team at Weikert Realtors Exclusive Properties in Tampa and the surrounding areas. Real estate has been a passion of mine for several years. I love beautiful homes, I love beach homes, I love new homes, I just love helping you buy your dream home or sell the one you're in. So if you are already in this beautiful sunshine state or if you want to move to fabulous Florida, I'm your girl. Call me at 717-503-4924 or email me at remymadi at gmail.com. That's R-E-M-Y-M-A-A-D-D-I at gmail.com.